fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Habner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try for the touchdown. What's going on guys? This is of course the Wolf of Roto Street, rotostreetjournal.com and the Fantasy Fullback Dive here with another episode of On the Fantasy Beat, the first of the regular season and who better to start that off with than Ryan Hannibal of WEEI, Boston Sports Radio, of course coming on because we have some humongous Patriots news. Josh Gordon has been acquired for a fifth round pick and is now going to be catching passes from Tom Brady undoubtedly by far the best quarterback of his career. We got to get the insider take from Ryan Hannibal. What's the expectations in New England? How fast will he learn this offense and be acclimated? Where does he rank on the target totem pole? All that great stuff coming from Ryan Hannibal. Again, the insider perspective. I just wrote an article on this and you know, of course, my pants have been off and I couldn't stop hyping the guy up. So need the insider perspective. Maybe I need to throw a little cool water on myself from the 1,520 TD type of upside I was pumping out. Of course, it's zero floor with Gordon when he's got all the off-field risk in the world. He's got to learn a complex scheme like we were just talking about. But man, the upside is real. Belichick praised this guy not too long ago. Back in 2013, of course, right, right before Gordon drops, 151 in TD on the Pats. Belichick raving, great player, attack all levels of the defense, can run through them, take the short plays, catch and run plays, crossing patterns, look patterns, plays like that, quick three-step drops and breaks some tackles. He's very good at the intermediate routes, the in cuts, the crossing routes, comebacks, stop routes, things that attack the middle levels of the defense. A complete player that can run fast, catch, big target, and make a lot of yards on his own after the catch with his speed, size, and running ability. Again, coming from the word of God, Bill Belichick himself That is huge. This offense is obviously predicated on run after the catch, short, intermediate, middle levels of the defense, all that stuff Belichick raved about back in the day. That is Josh Gordon's strength. No wonder the team went out, made sure to get this guy. The upside is enormous, huge target void in the receiver position, at least until Edelman's back. And even then, you're catching passes from Brady. There's going to be tons of volume to go around at this aerial pie. So the upside is astronomical, despite the low floor as well. That's my take, but you got to hear Ryan Hannibal's take, again, of WEI Boston Sports Radio. Let's get that interview queued up, folks. Alrighty, with the Patriots making some, you know, minor headlines these days, we had to have our go-to New England guy, Ryan Hannibal, WEI, Boston Sports Radio, on for just about the hundredth time. Hannibal, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing good. When am I getting my trophy in the mail? Oh, it's on the way, dude. You'll see it shortly. It should be there, you know, rush delivery about two months ago, so it's arriving anytime, my man. But thanks again for coming on. We always appreciate the Patriots' insight. All right, I'll be looking for it. Good to hear, good to hear. Keep those eyes open, bud. Uh, but yeah, first things first, like I said, minor headlines. The Patriots have acquired Josh Gordon, a mere fifth-round pick. And, you know, from Corey Dillon to Randy Moss, the team has obviously had some real success helping these troubled but really talented players turn it around and realize their ceilings. Is there hope and expectations that that could be the case for Gordon? What's, what's the word about him now? 
I think that's the hope, but that's, you know, that's if everything goes according to plan and everything goes as well as it possibly could. I mean, there's a long way to go for him to, you know, get on the field and be the number one receiver that he was in Cleveland when he had that great season. So I guess with Gordon, it just starts with getting him right from a mental perspective and all the off-field stuff aside and getting him on the field with the Patriots and then sort of building from there. So I think expectations need to be very low with him. I would say, you know, anything that he produces on the field is basically a bonus. Um, and then when you get to, you know, the really great numbers, I think that's just gravy on top. So I guess expectations, I've seen a lot of Patriots fans on Twitter with a lot of high expectations for him. And I think they just need to be lowered because there's a long way to go with him. And it goes beyond just football. It's really all about the off-field stuff, too. Of course, yeah. No, that's the, always been the risk with Gordon. We haven't seen a full season, like you mentioned, to, since 2013 when he was just an absolute monster. Uh, but let's play the assume game. Let's say he's got the mental demons handled. He's actually showing up on time and, and doing all the things he needs to do. And that's the biggest risk with him is he got cut for hurting himself in promotional photo shoots and not showing up to meetings on time. If that shit happens in New England, we know he's at, his ass is getting cut immediately. Uh, but let's assume he's kind of got it all figured out and he's playing. What do you think his fit and kind of usage would be in this New England offense? Well, I think that they would definitely stick to his strengths. I think he'd line up on the outside, run a lot of go routes, a lot of slant routes. That's what he's known for. He's known for taking the top off the defense, and I think that's what the Patriots are lacking right now is that threat on the outside. So that's you know part of the reason why he was brought in to play on the outside, stretch the defense, make some plays down the field, because as we are going into week three, the Patriots have just one reception by a receiver of more than 20 yards, and that was Chris Hogan late in the game against the Jaguars. So that outside threat just hasn't been there. So if Gordon is on the field and if he does play starting Sunday night against the Lions, he's probably going to line up on the outside and run a lot of go routes to try to, you know, take the top off the defense, get some attention his way, and maybe free some things up for some other players. Yeah, and I noticed a, a quote from Ben Volen. He tweeted out yesterday, uh, a lot of people are predicting that deep threat, the, you know, Going, going vertical to take that top off the defense, but he quoted out an interesting one. It's way back from 2013. Obviously, things change, and Belichick does often praise opposing players, but he was asked about Gordon. He mentioned how he's just so good also at every three-layer of the field, you know, ripping the run-after-the-catch stuff, the middle of the field. He's deadly, and obviously that's where the Patriots have made their money. So I'm, my hope is, obviously, it's, it's, again, zero floor, but if he realizes the ceiling, maybe they do use him in a lot of those similar routes for run-after-the-catch plays because, like you mentioned, slants and whatnot. Nobody's deadlier when they have the ball in their hands and can just rip it down the field. So that's my hope. Where would you see him? You mentioned week three on Sunday. He obviously had a hamstring injury uh, last week. Is he potentially going to be on the field? And if so, would he be usable in week three for fantasy owners? I'm getting that question a lot. That's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's... If he is on the field, he's probably only going to be on the field for limited packages. I mean, he just got here. There's not even word that he's in the facility as we're taping this right now on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of catching up to do. Um, I would imagine they want him active, um, but it's just a matter of him getting to the facility, getting acclimated, learning some plays. So if he does, let's just assume he does play, he's probably going to get you know, limited formations, limited sets that he's part of. So I don't know if he's worth the risk in fantasy. That, that's, that's tough to take because say, he, say he's active and he, he plays, it could be just for you know, 10 or 15 plays, and let's just say he hasn't, you know, he's not targeted much on those plays. It's really just you're losing mm -hmm. a position 
in your fantasy matchup that week. So I think you gotta you gotta wait with him just just to sort of see how his role plays out with the Patriots. But I mean, I think he's worth a, an, an ad if he's if he's on your waiver wire. Definitely pick him up because there is a chance that he becomes you know a contributor in this Patriots offense. But I just don't know if, if right now is the time to go all in on him. Gotcha, gotcha. Now let's assume so Edelman back in two weeks. You got Gronk, you got Edelman, Gordon. Let's say he's on the field. He's he's conquered the mental demons. Obviously, you got Hogan and all these weapons too. What do you think the target totem pole would kind of look like if everybody's healthy? And what would this offense overall be? You know, Tom Brady, one of the the most stacked casts he'd have in his career. What would you expect from the overall offense? And how do you think the work would be distributed? It's it's tough to tough to say, especially with this Patriots offense. But obviously, at the top, you got to go Edelman and Gronk. I would say those guys are one A and one B in terms of Brady's, you know, level of trust and who he's going to go to. So those guys would probably see the most targets. Then I, I guess you got to go Chris Hogan if we're talking just receivers. I think you got to throw James White in the conversation as well. But I would say, you know, Chris Hogan's there. And then when you get down to the end, I would probably say Dorsett would be targeted more than Josh Gordon even, you know, especially right now in the first couple of weeks. I mean, that could change towards the end of the season. But it takes a lot to earn Tom Brady's trust. And you mm-hmm. can't just get thrown into the system and immediately, you know, earn that trust. You have to prove things on the field first. So I think right away, Gordon would probably be pretty low on the depth chart in terms of targets. But if he does make a few plays and, and you know, is where he needs to be on a lot of routes, then maybe that could change. But I just think right away it's really hard to learn the Patriots offense and earn Brady's trust so that right away I don't know if he'd be seeing as many targets as some people might think. Awesome. And let's turn from the passing game now to the backfield. It's been as mysterious as ever. Uh, they've ranked fifth and sixth in the, the league in rushing touchdowns the past two years, so tons of value emerged from there. But so far they have exactly zero rushing touchdowns in 2018. Uh, the antidote could be this week against a very generous Lions defense, the third most fancy points to running backs. But how's that work going to be distributed? Is a goal line hammer going to emerge? What do we kind of expect out of this backfield for the rest of the season? Well, I thought going into the year, and even in week one before he got hurt, it was going to be Jeremy Hill. I think he was their guy in short yardage and, and guy and the guy that could pick up the tough yards on the goal line as sort of the Patriots' biggest back. And now he's obviously out for the year on injured reserve. And now you're left with guys that you really don't know what you're going to get. And that's tough from a fantasy perspective just because you don't know who to start and you know who's worth you know the, the gamble to start just because you, know, you never know with Patriots running backs. But I guess if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Sonny Michelle. I think Rex Burkhead, he hasn't looked the same this year. Sort of maybe he's just working his way back into things after missing the whole preseason. But he doesn't really look like the same player that we saw last year, the guy that had six touchdowns in four games. So I don't, I don't know if that's going to be there this year. I think, you know, his stock might have dropped a little bit. Maybe it's the injury. Who knows? But he just doesn't doesn't look like the same player. So I guess if you're going to go guy to get the most carries along the goal line, I guess it's Sonny Michelle. Um, overall, I think James White is still the guy to have in fantasy on the Patriots, you know, in the running back backfield. But between James White and Sonny Michelle, I, I guess those are the top two. I'm just not big on Burkhead. Alrighty, and just in general, uh, outside of the fantasy lens, they're coming off a tough loss in Jacksonville. Are you worried at all? And what's kind of your prediction for the rest of the season for the Patriots? No, I mean, I think these these losses happen all the time in September. If anything, honestly, it gets the team to focus more and, and it has them paying more attention to the little the little things that maybe they wouldn't have paid attention to if they got off to a great start. I think we've seen over the years that they're they can bounce back from these games, and I just didn't get the same feel from that Jacksonville game as it did 
even last year against the Chiefs in Week One. I thought the Patriots were that they face a tough team in the Jaguars. They're they got to give you have to give a lot of credit to the Jaguars. They're a tough team. They're going to be there in the end. So going on the road in that heat, playing against the Jaguars and losing by 11 points, that's not the end of the world. Yeah, that they didn't look great on both sides of the ball, but it's Week Two. They're only going to get better. They start to figure things out on both sides as they usually do the first couple weeks. So no, I'm, I'm not really concerned. You know, if this trend continues this week, next week against Miami. Then maybe get a little bit concerned, but we've seen this before, and you know, with with the veterans that they have on this team on both sides of the ball, I think they'll be fine in the end. I'm still looking for like you know, 13 wins, 13 and three, 12 and four, somewhere in that range. Awesome. And Super Bowl, what are you thinking? Are they making it all the way this year? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm less confident in this team than I am in Patriots teams in the past. Mm-hmm. I think they'll get to the AFC Championship game. Who knows? They'll probably be facing the Jaguars if things go as planned right now. They're a tough team. If Blake Bortles plays the way that he played on Sunday, they're a really tough team to beat. So I, I guess overall, uh, you know, my, my I'm not as confident in the Patriots as I've been in years past. Probably just because of the competition in the AFC. I think it's more stronger than, than most years in recent years. Mm-hmm. So if we put in percentages on it, it's not as high as in, in the past. Awesome. Well, Hannibal, thanks for joining me on this impromptu. We obviously had that big news to cover, so we appreciate your take. I'm kind of pumping the brakes on all this Josh Gordon hype. Uh, interesting perspective for our fantasy fans to hear. Much appreciated, big guy. Adam, but don't start him. It's my advice. Absolutely. And where can our uh, listeners find you just to make sure they're connected and ask any questions they might have? On Twitter, at Ryan Hannibal, R-Y-A-N-H-A-N-N-A-B-L-E, and then the WEI website, Pump Me Up content all the time. Awesome. Thanks again, big guy. All right. Thanks, Nick. All righty. Thanks again, Ryan Hannibal, at Ryan Hannibal on Twitter. If you want to connect, again, of WEI Boston Sports Radio, pumping out fantastic Patriots content on WEI.com every single day. The guy's an absolute workhorse and obviously had much differing take than me on the Josh Gordon situation and probably the right one and the more realistic one. I'll, again, I still love the upside and I would still love to have Gordon on my team, but as he wisely points out, Tough scheme to learn. Tough to earn Tom Brady's trust. This is going to be a a pretty deep pass-catching core once Edelman is back, and Gordon will have a lot of bodies to ascend over. But, man, that upside is still astronomical. By midseason, I could see a humongous stretch run from Gordon. So I would not be trading him away, and I would certainly be interested in acquiring him. Obviously, again, the backfield's still a mess. Burkhead not looking like his usual self as Hannibal predict, you know, just pointed out, we obviously got Sony Michelle potentially emerging, as I said earlier, this offseason as the Jeremy Hill down the stretch run. Although I didn't love what I saw. It seemed to be a bit tentative against Jacksonville. We'll see what happens there. Folks, that's your, your Patriots take. You're on the Fantasy Beat first in-season episode. Let me know your thoughts, what you like, what you hated. Please subscribe if you, you enjoyed it on iTunes. This is your first time. Let us know how we're doing in the review section. Help us get found. Support means the world to us. And just having your listens, I appreciate it all. Wolfpack out, folks. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, oh, oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. We stole the show. At least 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 we stole the
least we stole the show. Second down, third effort, touchdown, oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.